0: Whiskey!
1: Welcome to the Whiskey Underground!
0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth—whiskey. Brant,
1: what's happening, Scott?
0: It is time to come back down to the speakeasy.
1: It's—it's uh, it's always been too long, uh, you know. Even I've though it's only like, been a couple I've of days, been, yeah, but I still feel like it's been too too long, you know. And it, but it has. It, it has. It's—it's uh, it's good to get down here shut the door, turn the rest of the world off, drink some damn fine bourbon.
0: Yeah. And look, uh, you know, on our... Uh, as we go through the short course, we are going to start uh, what we call our fine and rare series. So these are either really fine whiskeys that, that we have been lucky that Jeeves has procured somehow, some way. We don't ask questions. Or ones that are rare and that we can't get them anymore. They, they're either gone from existence... And uh, the the last bottles we have here in the Speakeasy, we're going to savor, but we want to tell you about them uh, so that you can be on the hunt for them, because there are many, many ways to get these old whiskeys, like um, the secondary market, or auctions, or even just shopping your local mom and pop shops.
1: Yeah, that's the, uh, these are always, these are the ones we're always excited to find, especially if you find them. Sitting on a shelf. Sometimes uh, they don't carry a price tag. Sometimes you got to shell out a pretty penny for them. But uh, when you have the chance to to find these things, uh, you always take the opportunity to get them. I typically take the opportunity, you know, to procure them if you can. Um, But sometimes you don't always get the opportunity to drink them. Luckily for us, we have some bottles open in the speakeasy that we get to kind of pass around and share, make good conversation by, and enjoy.
0: Yeah, and so tonight uh, we're gonna start with w- one whiskey that I I, I don't want to call overrated, but I want to call the uh, I want to call it that it's 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 not quite overrated, but everybody knows its name. It's like the Cheers of it's, whiskey. Yeah, you
1: gotta call a spade a spade. I mean, this one um, is the monster, though, right? I mean, this is the this is always the uh, especially in my industry. This is always the the one that everyone wants and no one can ever have. Uh, no one's ha- ever happy about it. Um, and it seems when everyone gets it, they're not ha- They're still not happy about it.
0: Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So Jeeves, uh, bring over the bottle. Uh, he's got on his. Oh shit! He's putting on his oh, white gloves. Uh, you don't need to be that dramatic, dude. All right. Jeeves has brought us over a bottle a Van Winkle Special Reserve 12 years old lot B.
1: Yep. This uh this is
0: And as I hold this, it just feels like class. It feels like a, it, it feels just, like a
1: nice bourbon. It does.
0: It does. Uh the label is nothing fancy. It is all just straight to business. Tan colored with red writing and, and black uh Black typeface, nothing special about the label. No fancy fonts. No, no, nothing like that. Just straight up business. So, yep, we're gonna try this out as we pour a little bit. Uh, Jeeves, Jeeves is watching this one carefully.
1: He's got the like the uh, what is it? The 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 jigger, granulated jigger. Like it's got like the not granulated. I don't know what the word is, but the step jigger that's got every little every little quarter ounce. uh, Marked out here, so no no he more than a proper pour on this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not letting too much get away from him. Get away from him. So,
1: name. why Scott? You know, is this this is what it is? So, it's really you know more about the man that I guess bears the name of of the whiskey of the whiskey.
0: I guess so, man.
1: You know, the big deal with this, I guess, Julian Pappy Van Winkle's at it for more than 100 years it's a brands over 100 years old it's a pre-prohibition brand that, that kind of stand well Pappy was making whiskey I guess before prohibition I don't know exactly when the brand um, the brand was launched but yeah he uh, the big thing about him there's uh, their saying was always product over profit Which is still which is still true today. If you find a bottle of this at retail, it is still not an expensive whiskey by any means. Um, Many bottles that go out with these age statements that run way more way more than this. I mean, you think about um, you know even the the highest uh, oldest age statement that they have currently. is a 20 23 20, year 23 uh, yeah 23 probably years a less than 300 hundred dollar bottle at uh you know on on the market if you went and got a 23 year old scotch you know you'd pay i think we'd pay well over 300 bucks i don't know many 21 years
0: a bottle of so 23 like, or 25 year old scotch will probably run you close to 400 bucks
1: yeah so still a little little more i mean some brands are going to be well over that. Uh, some so, brands are
0: going to be in the eight hundred. Twenty-five a
1: year old Macallan is going to cost you eighteen hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, eighteen hundred you know, for that. Um, it, it, uh, twenty five year old, twenty-one year old. um Fiddick is what about two fifty?
1: A little yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So probably in that range. So some, you know, some definitely more than that, but. Pappy started working for uh, another monster in the industry, W.L. Weller & Son, and he was actually the first traveling salesperson. Um, And then Mm -hmm. he ended up becoming the president of Stitzel
0: Weller Distillery. uh, And that's... Yeah, he he basically made his bones selling and then bought the damn place.
1: Yep, and that's uh, why you hear a lot of these old bottles that go for so much money because they're still Stutzel Weller Distillery Juice. So that's before. Mm -hmm. So now it's owned by Buffalo Trace. Um, Buffalo Trace Distillery owns the right, I guess, to distill and distribute. Um, I guess there's there's kind of a gray area about the whole name and all that. I think some of the old rip rip name is still owned by the family. Um, But yeah, so... It says uh, Julian Jr. took on after his father and kind of really ramped it up and made it a household name in the 60s and then the family sold it in in 1972. Um, But they're still involved. Um, So Jillian Van Winkle III still continues that that, uh, tradition and now there's even the fourth generation Preston that's uh, part of the family. So it's been a family. Secret kept recipe, and I guess that's some of the lore that this uh, family of bourbon has been around for all these all these years, and made this whiskey. That's I don't know. I Guess you say rare. It's just rare production, uh, but nothing extra crazy, you know, about it. It's, it's a weeded bourbon. wasn't the first, you know. Stitz- uh, Stitzel Weller, W L Weller was making. Weeded bourbons before uh, before this, and that's probably one reason why Pappy's bourbon was weeded. It was because he was running and working for a company that specialized in, in weeded bourbon. Yeah. Um,
0: now we now we do we we do have an idea of the mash bill. Um, we don't actually know the uh, the full mash bill. Essentially, what they do is they they take their mash bill number one, which is about. Uh, ten to twelve percent rye, and they just replace the rye with wheat. They don't tell you anything else about it, other than uh, there's no there's no wheat there's no rye in this one. It's all weeded. It's uh, corn, barley, and wheat.
1: And wheat's the second highest grain in the mash bill, I
0: assume. Yes.
1: That's what I mean. That's what there's. You know, I say there's not a ton out there, but it's. There are a lot of weeded bourbons out there, but it's still not a large percentage of the popular bur- popular bourbons. Most of your popular bourbons are not considered weeded. I mean the most common everyday one is Makers Maker's Mark. Um and then you know Weller and Pappy are all all the kind of three big big weeded ones that are out there, but the second two being pretty hard to hard to find every day. So tell me though more about this twelve year.
0: All right, so this is uh, this is Van Winkle's Special Reserve, and, and they, it, essentially what Buffalo Trace calls this is the uh, the sweet and perfect combination of both age and proof. Uh, it is twelve years old. The proof is is a lot less than the other um, than the other ones. The the ten, which I believe I is one hundred seven, and the fifteen, which is also one hundred seven, and I believe all uh, in the then this one is down to 90.4 so they, they really like the 90.4 as kind of their benchmark uh, because the 20 year is also 90.4 and the 23 year is 95.6 yeah. so uh, it's it's their lower proof one but that doesn't mean it isn't going to be less potent than the 10 or the, the 15
1: yeah so this one um so you got we got these pores here so we'll take a take i guess some smells smells of this thing
0: yeah let's get some smells on this one now this this whiskey has been awarded you know double gold you know ultimate spirits challenge gave this 95 points uh gold medal and best in class the international wine and spirits in 2007 so th- this is award-winning whiskey a wine enthusiast and whiskey enthusiast rate this is a 98 so
1: yeah see and i, I will tell you i think everybody says the 15 is the go to but this one is is delicious so and i really do kind of categorize them as i think the 10 and the 12 are a group that tastes very similar and then the 15, 15 mm-hmm. and above are a different different categories so when you talk about talk about them kind of in categories the 10 and the 12 is it and this one just two extra years um, is mind-boggling difference in the tin. If you've ever had the tin, the tin's the tin's great, but this is definitely uh, better than the than the tin. Um,
0: so, so this one, is, it's got a nice color. It's like amber orange. I was
1: gonna actually say we talked about it before. This seems closer to John Hammond and amber. Like this is to me, got, yeah. It's got that golden golden am- amber.
0: It's got a nice color to it. Man, this one, it, it, off the smell. It, it, you know, it's got that toffee, mangoes, like cocoa.
1: First two things I wrote were orange and toffee. I to mean, it smells like, like yeah. orange.
0: yeah. There's there's the citrus. There's orange in there. But I get some but, like dried tropical fruits, like a see, mango. It
1: smells to me like like triple sec, like like. Curaçao orange.
0: Yeah, that sweet—not sweet orange, but that like
1: very distinct, the, the sugary yes. orange. Yeah.
0: yeah. Man, lots of lots of things going on just on the nose alone. You don't smell the, the the sweet corn that you that you expect from a bourbon.
1: You know what? Also, is very little ethanol, like alcohol.
0: No, no. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I, I think I like this one the most because it's got a low amount of alcohol or the perfect amount of alcohol, really. Like like they say, a perfect combination of age and proof. Not high. Not overly pungent on your nose. It's not going to burn your nostrils. All right, Brent, enough yep. dancing on yep. this one. Just, just get in it. You know... One of the things about Julian Van Winkle Senior is he loved his cigars, and this one has that oaky tobacco spice on the on the palate, with like a nice, um, rich, molasses or rich uh, sweetness to it. It's not overly oily. It's not. It's pretty. It's pretty dry, and it's.
1: I can tell you. I mean, kind of skipping forward, but. I feel like a super short finish. Like, I got this big burst of flavor up front, but it kind of it kind of mm-hmm. fails or fades on the back. I get the woodsy that you're talking about. Um, woods, like wood and tobacco, for sure. But I do still get some of that fruit that translates from the nose, like a ripe, ripe fruit.
0: Yeah, I think that's, um... It, it's like that, uh... Maybe not like peat, maybe yeah, maybe peach, almost like a like a sweet peach, it's definitely drying, and that's where I think I get those tobacco flavors with the oak, yeah, I just i I just wish there was more going on with this the finish I, I will say the finish is a little light, um it's not outrageously long, it's got. It's got, like, those those brown spices, like, kind of like nutmeg and coriander on the back end of it. Yeah,
1: it does. It does.
0: But it's not, like, overly spicy. You would think that there's got to be some rye in this, because it's got a little bit of that rye spice it. it.
1: You nailed it, because the spice you're talking about, it reminds me of, like, a peppery rye spice. And see, I guess I I get some of that kind of white pepper finish
0: yes white pepper i mean i can see why they call this a perfect after dinner drink it really is it's not gonna it's it's gonna accentuate what you've had as your meal and kind of clean your palate and just enjoy something you know that's not overly oily and overly uh potent so i mean
1: yeah we talk about this thing the the war one. won it's it's a wine enthusiast 98 it's got uh, you know, a ninety-five at Ultimate Spirits Challenge in in two thousand sixteen. It's a gold medal international wine and spirits competition. I mean, you know, I think international wine and spirits. That's the one. One of them that just. What's the one that just came out and named McKenna? Was it was it international wine and, oh, and spirits? Uh, this, oh, San no, the San Francisco. Okay. San yeah, Francisco, Francisco.
0: San Francisco spirits. See, that's the
1: one that is typically re- re- you know regarded as the real deal because it's all blind. Yeah, it's just glasses numbered all blind. So, um, when you see something ranked at San Francisco, that's pretty, pretty solid. Which I don't see a San Francisco rank on this, on this guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, they say it. They say it's supposed to kind of have the finish of a cognac or an after dinner drink. You were talking about, Um, yeah, I mean. What do you got?
0: I got it. You know when you get like Coca Cola that's kind of gone flat and it's got that syrupy, um, like woodsy taste yeah. to it. Flat, co- that's flat what, Coke. flat <laughs> Coke. Not flat Coke, just the sir- but like, like the syrup. Yeah, the syrup that like sweet, molasses and caramel syrupiness to it, but it's not. It's, it's it's like all of that without the the sugar content. Like a. Like a Coke and coffee combined, like a little bit of coffee note and a little bit of Coke.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not getting anything too too crazy with it. I get the I get the tobacco and wood on the palate, and I get like the fruit, and there's a little spice there. And there's like I said, there's a couple other things in there that I recognize, but my palate's just. You know, my palate vocabulary is just not strong enough to to lay it out for it's me. It's not...
0: You know what's weird? Okay, it's only two years older than the Winkle 10. Uh, ten. Yeah. The 10 has a lot... Like, if I remember correctly, the 10 had a lot more fruity notes to it. It was more sweet and fruity than this one. This is more like a greenhouse, earthy, uh, rich leather and oak notes.
1: This is more woodsy than i remember
0: it being way more woodsy than the 10 yeah no. the 10 is the 10 for me was a nice fruity whiskey with all of the the pears and apples and oranges and lemon that you got all of these citrus notes and you got all these fruit notes and it was it's delicious don't get me wrong it's delicious but this one has a really really nice earthy tone to it that i love i do like this one a lot
1: i'm considering opening up this maker's mark to taste it next <laughs> Because well, makers is a weeded. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm considering just opening this to just taste it.
0: You know what? I'm gonna grab. Hold on. Let's let's do you do a, this. You have a re- wanna, regular Weller Special grab, Reserve. I'm gonna grab the regular Weller's because that's kind of what this tastes like to me. I'm gonna have. You know what? I'm gonna. I'll be right back to the bar. I brought back the Weller uh, Special Reserve. It's 90 proof, just just like the uh the twelve lot B. All
1: Are you right. doing them side by side?
0: I'm gonna do i am I'm gonna do a little side by side. You and I got you uh you got the you got your makers over there. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna hold on and pour it. I'm gonna get, get Jeeves to, to give me a small pour of uh a makers. I think this is the well bourbon here.
0: They're similar. I need just a little more of the pappy.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna charge you by the ounce on that. Just letting you know.
0: <laughs> just a little more. Jeeves is literally gonna kill me. Sorry, buddy. Don't kill me. All right. Side by side, they're very similar. The Weller, right, so the that, Weller Special that should Reserve be, has
1: that should be almost the same mash bill. So, in this, you know, the story is is that's why. I think I don't know the exact timeline, but I want to say that when Buffalo Trace approached them about about buying uh, the Van Winkle, that they, you know they weren't interested at first, and then later on, year a couple of years later, they purchased W.L. Weller, making this weeded bourbon that had the history or lineage back to the Stitzel Weller recipe and all that, and that's whenever they approached them again and said, "Hey, we're doing this. We can do this brand justice." let us do it, and uh, and that's how the whole Buffalo Trace-Van Winkle thing
0: happened, because they were already doing the Weller, which is... What you're sipping on there. Off the, off the nose, very, very similar. You still get a lot of that orange and toffee and ripe fruit note on the Weller. On the palate, the Weller has just a little bit more oiliness to it, a little more thicker finish. It's still got that same leathery spice tobacco oak note. And I I I would bet you, I would bet my last bottle of whiskey here that the Weller Special Reserve is the same mash bill, same barrels, just sat for twelve years instead of what are these? Usually four to yeah. six. Yeah.
1: And different warehouse and temp and all that different things. warehouse. Um so, I'll tell you this. On the nose, the the Pappy 12 is by far superior to this make, This Maker's Mark. Smell this. do I smell this? 12-year uh, mm-hmm. Van Winkle, and I smell this Maker's Mark. This Maker's Mark, I'm not going to lie, this sounds like total shit, um, and I'm not that big of a fan of Maker's Mark, but I'll tell you, it smells like when you walk into... Um, a Holiday Inn indoor swimming pool when it's when it's really <laughs> humid outside and the pool is like sweating. Like not even like this pool deck is sweating and it just smells like stank chlorine is what this Maker's Mark smells like after smelling this. I mean it literally smells like airborne swimming
0: pool chlorine. That is... Uh, that was
1: what came to my mind. I closed my eyes and I, I, I remember being in uh, Little League Baseball like, staying at a Holiday, a holiday <laughs> yeah. Inn and walking into the indoor swimming pool, you know, and it smells like airborne chlorine.
0: Like, oh, uh, yeah, ooh.
1: I mean, it's getting a little better, but that was my first. Um, now I'm actually going to attempt to drink this. Right, I, this I mean, look, keep, make... This is why <laughs> we keep
0: this in the well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm interested to see what he says here.
1: I will say the flavor is better than the the flavor is better than the smell, and that's that's why I, if I had to if I had to guess,
0: that can't be worse than that. I mean, no. <laughs> unless but, it's gonna smell, like, it's gonna it, unless it's gonna taste like nut sacks. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> right out the swimming pool. <laughs> step we, up from pool. You know, sweat. we talked about. Um, I think we had on a previous episode after I came back from Jack. We talked about Jack Black being like a fifteen million case brand a year. I mean, yeah. Maker's Mark is probably in, in right that in, in, yeah. in the same conversation in the same conversation and there's a reason I mean, there's a reason for it it's not it's not a terrible sip in bourbon um,
0: honestly as these two open up the Weller and the van Winkle 12 they're they're very identical on the nose on the taste the only difference is uh, there's a little harsher wood note on the special reserve and I think that's only because it's a little bit younger hmm but between the two you can find most people can find the Weller Special Reserve a lot easier than the Pappy 12 you definitely can uh, find
1: the Maker's Mark
0: Yes you can <laughs> any any, yes, any can. gas station <laughs> Oh look on the bottom shelf. I, I, the bottom shelf matters. Bottom shelf, bottom does shelf matters.
1: Bottom shelf matters.
0: All right, so uh Brent, let's give a score on this Van Winkle 12.
1: I gotta reference a couple things real quick. So mm-hmm. thinking about other bourbons. Old Scout we did. So it ain't close. It still ain't close to E.H. Taylor's single barrel, I can tell you that. 92. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I'm tough. So oh I also got a Russell's reserve I drank in here I gave. I'm going to give it an 87, and that's probably that's, that's probably generous because of the name, because I'm just thinking I gave Old Scout an 88, and I liked the Old Scout. I even gave Palm Ridge Reserve an 89, and that was just, I mean, just looking back at some past some past notes, and now that I think about it, I mean, when I think about how I thought, you know, I felt that I thought about those things uh, when we, you know, I drank them, I don't know, That's it's crazy, but yeah, 80, 87 is what I'm going with. What do
0: you... So I'm looking at some of my notes. Um, I have a couple of Weller 107 antiques, uh, both regular and the store pick. Both of those got a 90. E.H. Taylor got a 91 from me. Um, this one for me is right about an 88. It's a very, very, very good bourbon. And one that I would Pick up as long as its manufacturer's re- uh, suggested retail price. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Um, good caveat.
0: But is this one of the greatest bourbons I've ever had? Absolutely not. No. Oh. It's very good. It's very good, and it is a great drink. But it is not something I would, uh, I would not do secondary market, and I would d- not do more than twenty f- percent markup o- over the. Retail yeah. price, which Van Winkle is uh, normally seventy dollars. Suggest it's retail tough to price. find it for that. Jeeves um, won't tell us what he paid for it, but if he, you know, don't overpay for this. Do not go out on the secondary market and spend the three hundred, four hundred dollars that these bottles will regularly fetch.
1: So here is here is what I suggest: find now is the time so so now is the time so now is the time to find this in a restaurant and here's what i here's why i say so this stuff usually comes out at the end of the year november november december um it's gonna be pumped out everywhere whoever's got it's gonna have a list for it Um, it'll be all over whatever restaurants get it they'll probably have just gotten it in they'll haven't had it for months most likely and they'll probably do an entire menu revamp just to put these uh you know these few new bourbons weller's antique collection all that on their menu and they'll be at ridiculous prices um But about this time, when spring starts rolling around and spring cocktail season starts rolling around and they start looking at those bottles and going, damn, this has been here for a while and we've got only one or two pours in it, you may start seeing those prices go down. Um, I just recently went to a place and found, I think, 15-year for 30 bucks a glass, um, which is still a lot of money to pay for a a two-and-a-half ounce or 2 ounce pour of bourbon. You can buy a damn good bottle of bourbon for 30 bucks, but... If you don't want to invest in that bottle, especially secondary market price, find somewhere your local water and hole that that's got it uh, and got it for a price you're comfortable paying uh, for a glass, a glass of it. Um, I had a buddy tell me um, one of our, our BSEA members, Justin McCoy, a good buddy of mine, told me he paid eighty bucks for a glass of uh, the twenty year um, a couple weeks ago. And absolutely hated it. And his wife, whenever his wife asked him about it, he made the mistake of telling her he hated it, and she almost divorced him. She said, "If you ever spend eighty bucks on an ounce of whiskey again and hate it, I'm going to kill you." He's like, "Well, you know, I didn't know." But you See, know,
0: Josh, another member, Josh Wozniak, just went and had the twenty-year-old. He loved it. Now, did would what he spend? Would he, would he spend the money on that poor again? Probably not.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but also, I think. Um, That this bottle The hype is a lot to do with How hard it is to find And I think that um, That rarity Means more to me Than the taste of this bourbon And I guess what I mean by that is I had a 10 year that Jeeves was able to procure for me Up in your neck of the woods Um, Mm -hmm. And that bottle Got drank between me My brother, my best man And my my brother-in-law The night before my wedding Could we have drank an entire bottle of bourbon? We could have drank a bottle of Eagle Rare or Buffalo Trace or even Blanton's that's still hard to find but not impossible to find. We could have drank a bottle of any of those and probably enjoyed it just as much. But it was the camaraderie of sitting around drinking a bottle of whiskey that none of us had been able to just freely enjoy. You know, we drank two or three glasses a person that night and we freaking ate ate it up and, and enjoyed it because of what it was and i think that's what makes it special it, it does no good sitting on a shelf at a stupid price or on secondary market no. for a thousand no get the bottle find it find a time when it's going to mean something to you and share that rare that rare bottle of whiskey and i think i think that's when you re- truly enjoy what what the bottle is about
0: yeah yeah that, and that's and that's the perfect way to put it these these are great bottles, but they're not life changing bottles. No. So, no. Look, uh, fun time drinking some Van Winkle. Jeeves already took the bottle back, so no more of that left. We're
1: back to the top shelf. Um,
0: so, look as uh, as we say on uh, on the show every every time, may your time here be educational and enjoyable. So, if you came here to learn, drink what you learn came here to share,
1: share what you drink. And if you
0: came in there a stranger,
1: may you exit a friend.
0: And if you came here for adventure, drink,
1: drink up. up. Cheers, everybody.
0: Cheers.